0: You're listening to the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast, a show dedicated to breaking down elite sports performance and fitness. My name is Anthony Mercurio. Now I've worked with thousands of athletes over the last 15 years of strength and conditioning. And if you're looking for ways to improve your speed, jumping ability, or just overall athleticism, then this is the show for you. Let's get after it. And welcome back to another episode of the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast. We are at episode 23 today. And today what I wanted to talk about are some of the kind of trending things in strength and conditioning and why I think they're pretty bogus, some of them. Although there are some things that have value. I think some people place too much value on some of these items. And we'll talk about why. I think the first thing that we see a lot of is this Vertamax concept. I think it's called the Vertamax Raptor or something like that. Essentially, it's something that's mounted to a wall or to the ground and it has these resistance bands that people hook themselves up to and then they go and just do the drill that they would normally do. Um, let's say it's basketball, lacrosse, soccer, whatever it might be. Then they have these bands hooked up to them everywhere. And as they run out, there's constant resistance to it and they try to perform their drill. While it look it might look good and you know, because the VertiMax Raptor costs like $10,000, you might think that it's a really great training tool. Unfortunately, it's probably a really poor training tool because when you add resistance to a movement that you're trying to get better at, it actually slows you down and makes you a slower athlete, which actually does the opposite of what it's kind of claiming to do. In some ways, yes, like a baseball player might add a little bit of a weight to the bat to warm up their swing, This isn't the same concept. When we're learning new skills, yes, we want to go slower and maybe have some resistance, but when we're trying to get better at a skill, we don't add resistance to it. And if anything, we don't add a lot of resistance. So if we're working on maybe a sled sprint and we want to work at the actual sled sprint and the sprinting mechanics, we might do the pattern with a heavy sled, but it's not intended to sprint at that with that resistance that the intention is to rehearse a pattern so if i'm have a heavy you know we'll do something like this as an example of a way to use weight in a athletic sense we will do a sprint complex where we will do three different sled or three different resistances or weights the first one might be a heavy sled push now the point of the heavy sled push is to reinforce the acceleration mechanics. And what that means is just to to give you proper form while pushing the sled. When you're pushing the sled, you get a good body lean. You get a good horizontal projection of your body. You're striking with your foot down and back, which is helping you go forward. Then we might go to an unweighted sled, which has no weight. And then you are taking those drills or that form that you just learned previously. And you're adding some velocity to it. Now, when you do the light sled, you don't want it to ruin your form. So if I were to take you off the sled, your form shouldn't look different. Here, all we're doing is we're getting the idea that we're going to be able to drive more force into the ground. And then after that, we will take no resistance and just do your body weight. And then again, work on that acceleration. So the idea is do heavy, light, and then nothing, right? So if we're just doing drills constantly, constantly with this these resistance bands over and over again it's not really going to give us the benefit we're looking for and if anything it's going to be detrimental to our performance so don't be duped by some of these gimmicky things that are out there because there is a lot of them and I've seen them you know I've been doing this for 20 something years now since uh, a long time since 2006 so almost 20, 20 years 17 years and They've seen a lot of things come and go in the training world and things that have touted to be, you know, the game changer for your athletic performance. And when it comes down to it, the real big game changers for athletic performance are the super simple things that you've been doing since you were a kid. Number two, unstable surfaces. I don't know any sport that's played on an unstable surface. Let's just throw that out there. There's no sport that's played on a waterbed like surface or these imbalanced surfaces Yes, now we can do some of these things in a, you know, controlled setting where it could work on some ankle stability if you have, you know, if you roll your ankle a lot. So if I might get on an unstable surface to help the muscles of the lower leg and the foot, you know, work on coordination a little bit more and work on some strength there a little bit more. But to do drills or to work on you know, balancing on these unstable surfaces and running on unstable surfaces and doing all, all these different types of things are actually, again, going to be detrimental to your performance. If I'm running on a BOSU ball and I'm hitting that ball and it's, it's actually absorbing the force that I'm trying to put into it, it's doing the opposite of what I'm trying to do when I run. When I run and jump... The idea is that I'm trying to maximize the force into the ground as fast as possible. And if I'm doing it on an unstable or a soft surface, then it's not going to allow me to drive that force into the ground as much. That could be a great rehabilitation tool. It could be a great, you know, again, ankle pre- prep tool. But to improve performance, I would say that might be another one of those things that's a little goofy. right? I've seen people, you know, do swinging on that. Um, you know, swinging a baseball bat, swinging a golf club, standing on unstable surfaces, all these different things. And, you know, the idea is, you know, like if you think about trying to shoot a cannon out of a canoe, right, if you're in the water, you know, all it's going to do is it's going to push or pull the the canoe way backwards into the water versus giving you a good, powerful surface to explode the cannon from. So we want to make sure that we're working on surfaces that we are going to see in a game and again most games in most sports are not played on a waterbed sloshy type surface if anything the surfaces nowadays are more perfect than they've ever been you know turfs are are perfectly flat you know they're perfectly you know stitched and all that kind of stuff at least when I was in high school we played on a lot more grass surfaces so you might have gotten some other types of things whether the grass was wet the grass was uneven the grass had Divots, different things like that, there were a lot more uneven surfaces in that, you know, 20 years ago than there are now. And now there's more perfect surfaces than than ever before. And that kind of carries over into the last one, barefoot training. There is so much stuff out there on Instagram about wearing barefoot shoes and all this other sort of thing. And I'm actually pro barefoot training and pro barefoot shoes, but not so much as the amount of benefit that people claim that they have. I like it because it just feels better. Right? I get more feedback from the ground. I like to jump barefoot a little bit better, at least especially like like dynamic plyometrics. I like to sprint barefoot. I don't like to slow down barefoot um, because that just doesn't feel great because your body has to you know do things that it's not super comfortable doing barefoot. And I think that for most of us, we're always in these com- these really confined shoes that restrict how our foot works and getting barefoot does help. However, going barefoot isn't going to be this extraordinarily profound performance enhancer, but it will help in some regard to, again, that foot and ankle health that we talked about before and, you know, just like feeling certain movements. Like what like we talked about with the waterbed concept I had, I actually just had an athlete yesterday who was deadlifting in hokas If you're not familiar, hokers are are running shoes that have a very thick sole and it's like they're very squishy. So like I was talking about with the BOSU ball, if I'm trying to drive force into the ground through my deadlift and I have this big squishy pattern or this big squishy uh, platform of my shoe, it's really hard to drive force into the ground because now the shoe is actually absorbing that force and I'm not able to do as much or as comfortable as I'd like. So training barefoot in that sense would actually improve your performance at the deadlift, but overall. It's not going to improve your overall performance in certain things. Also, when you go to play your sport, you still have to wear a cleat or a basketball shoe or whatever you wear, unless you're a swimmer, you are barefoot. In that sense, so you have to actually learn how to use your foot in that sense. So, you know, if you ever look at some of these high performing athletes' feet, you know, like LeBron James or you know, some other famous soccer players, like their feet are shaped and molded at like the cleat or the basketball shoe that they wear a lot. And that's what's allowed them to perform at such a high level. So, yes, barefoot training has like some some benefits, but all three of these things have benefits. You know, training on an unstable surface does have some benefits, but it's not going to be you know, like a one-stop shop to maximizing your performance, using resistance to do certain movements. Yes, it does have some benefits, but that can't be the only thing you're doing. These are all just additional tools in your toolbox as a trainer or as an athlete trying to get better. But none of these things in and of themselves are going to be that missing link. That's going to propel your athleticism to the next level. That's all we got. See you next time. Remember, if you like these episodes, I would really love to hear from you. Hear some comments, some feedback, get some reviews on what we're doing and get some ideas for future topics. Remember to follow me on Instagram at a, mercurio, as well as some other platforms to get all the most up-to-date information. Later.